to be joking. You've got to be joking. Now, when the treasurer wishes oh, to go no. there or not, I would forbid him going. Forbid him going to the Senate. To, uh, to uh, account for this unrepresentative swell over there. Hey Nick, how you going, mate? Hello, Rob. I'm great, thank you. Good to see you, mate. I must say. Yeah, it's great to see you. Um, bit of trouble getting to yours today. Very rainy today. It is very rainy. Roads a bit on the There might be a bit of background noise actually, because the rain just started as we started recording. So you know, a little behind the scenes for you guys here, but we actually get rid of some of the background noise before. We start recording. Uh, audacity noise reduction. Yeah, who'd have thought it? Hey, great little tool. But you know, I think the rain is probably comforting to people in the background. Yeah, it's like a you know winter's night. It's raining. Yeah, we're just gonna put you guys to sleep. It's just you know like our nasal annoying voices are maybe made a little bit better by the nice comforting sound of the rain. <laughs> exactly, Nick. What you been up to, mate? You're doing a bit of law, are you? Yeah, a little bit of law, just here and there. It's <laughs> funny that I actually start learning, like, real things, though, you know? Yeah, that's good. Like, in our old degrees, it's like, you learn some things, but you're like, yeah, this doesn't feel real, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know what about it. It just doesn't feel that real. I guess I'm doing more fake stuff in, like, a month's time. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to be a master, though, so that's different. <laughs> but, yeah, in law, it's like you're actually learning, like, real things. It's like, oh, what constitutes murder under our laws? Like, oh, that's pretty cool. I actually know now, you know? There you go. What does constitute murder under your laws? Uh, unlawful killing um, of another person with intent. Under your laws, though, Nick. Under, under my laws. <laughs> I'm not that high up. I know it seems like I'm like top shit already, but I, I don't create law yet. Yeah, okay, fair. Yet, Rob. That's what I want to see from you, Nick. I want to see you heading up the high court under. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I might have to delete all evidence of this podcast ever existing before that happens. Oh, yeah, that that fair enough. If you head up the high court and change murder laws, then fair enough. I'll, I'll allow that, Nick. Rob, do you think one day in the future, if I come to you, and maybe we're still doing the podcast, maybe not, but I'm like, yeah, Rob, like, man, getting serious in this, like, judge job, need to delete all the podcasts, would you be <laughs> sad? Uh, probably. We could private them, right? Yeah, let's just yeah. put them on a hard drive. <laughs> yeah, easy. And we'll just listen to them when we're 60. <laughs> All right, should we get into some news? I'd love to, Nick. Yeah, a little bit of news? Yeah, a few things I'd like more. Um, <laughs> this is uh, earlier last week. The UN um, did a like a like another summit on climate talks and Australia's climate targets have been called shameful. We resubmitted apparently our Paris targets from 2015 in 2020 and it's been called not even a start to what we actually need. Yeah, no shit. We haven't had an energy policy for the last 12 years, right? Yeah. It is quite, it, it's pretty shameful. Other countries are doing a lot better, especially now with the Biden um, putting pressure on. Yeah, there are calls good. to cut emissions, I think, by 2030 by like 60% or something from 2010 levels. And where Australia's nowhere near that. Thanks Didn't to... Biden, Biden's put a lot of pressure on ScoMo regarding that, right? Yeah, yeah, which Apparently is ScoMo good. didn't have a nice phone call with Biden when he first talked to him. <laughs> Poor guy. Also, ScoMo doesn't have a backbone, so... <laughs> I don't think he'll actually do anything. He'll just say, "Oh yeah, sure," and then do nothing. Yeah, sounds about right. He's also got too many. His government's plagued with just scandals mm. because it is quite scandalous. We'll get we'll get to that later. More into that later. Royal Commission into Aged Care comes out. Yeah, not gonna lie, I haven't looked at this. Nick, I didn't read the report. <laughs> like, okay, good. There's 124 recommendations, um, and the government is gonna institute like four. Good. 
<laughs> what we like to see, hey? Yeah. But they're throwing some money at it. I think they said they were going to spend half a billion dollars to try and like uh, restructure the aged care system. So there you go. It is a, it's a federal system. It's one of the weird things. It's like a federal system. Oh, but yeah. it obviously has a lot of problems. I'm not really sure. I, we should probably have done some research. Hey? I probably should have done some research, <laughs> actually. Let, let's put it's, the blame on me. It's just not particularly an exciting topic, is it? No offense to old people, but... I think we might have a bit of bias considering that I don't think it's really our problem for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully a very long time. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. I don't want to end up in aged care anytime soon. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, my, my grandparents are in aged care. I, I don't want to ever end up in aged care. It's quite yeah, sad. It's pretty grim. Trump comes out and says he may run in 2024. Yeah, I saw this. I think it's kind of expected though, right? Yeah, yeah. We were all kind of, you know, just waiting for this announcement. He said that Biden's first month has been like shambolic or some sort of, you know, Trumpism word. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, you know, the most disastrous first month I've ever seen by any president ever. Oh, God. He's still claiming the election was stolen, of course. I just He'll like, claim that till 2020. Well, he'll claim that into 2024. Yeah, he will. I just like, why would he want that job more? I just, that's what I'm confused about. I don't understand yeah, why he'd want know. that. Because like, he just gets ridiculed. Everyone says he sucks. And like, deep down, he must know that he's like doing something's wrong. I don't get it. Arrogance, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, he said, so he, he said he wouldn't start his own party, which I guess some people thought he was going to do. Yeah, I but remember saying... that would be quite stupid. But I think you were telling me earlier, Nick, and I, I tend to agree with you, he doesn't win if he runs. No way a, Repub- a Republican party can win under this Trumpism or, you know, under a Trump-like character even. Yeah. I don't understand it. It's just dumb politics. Mitch McConnell said the uh, Senate majority, a minority leader now, in the Senate for the Republicans said he would support Trump if he ran in 2024 after saying that Trump was responsible for the Capitol attack. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Quickly <laughs> jumping back to daddy there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a criminal, but I think he should be our next president. I'd Absolutely. <laughs> he's responsible for deaths, but that's fine. Jesus Christ. Um, Biden, speaking of Biden, said that uh, every adult male in the US can apply to have the vaccine by May. That's really interesting, Nick. Why not females? Did I say male adult? That's yeah. actually just a complete mistake. It's not even written down on my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why I said that. So every adult. Every adult. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, all right, Biden. It turns out Biden is not as woke <laughs> as we thought he was. <laughs> Oh, uh, this is a pretty other. This is not on my sheet, but like I read the other day that for people above in like the vulnerable zone above sixty, if they get a shot of the visor, the AstraZeneca vaccine, it's like eighty percent effective, and oh, that's great. one shot, just one shot. So the vaccine is effective. Yeah, you need to get. You have two shots usually, right? Yeah, yeah. I think is it a both or one? I forget. I don't know. I'm not sure, Nick. But oh, hey, we're not we're not getting it anytime soon. No, we'll get ours in like October. <laughs> we'll get ours October of 2023. <laughs> We've never mentioned this on the podcast either, but just cause Israel has like basically fully been vaccinated. Yeah, it's so strange, hey. Yeah, and I haven't know, really heard anything though. Everything's back open apparently. Yeah, because they they were in a lockdown, and now you know gyms, bars, etc. are open again. Yeah. So, you know, now they they can murder Palestinians without wearing masks. 
That's just amazing, isn't it? Well, maybe they've lost a, uh, you know, an attack on the Palestinians. They can no only use chemical warfare against them. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a true story. I was um, randomly stalking one of my tutors on Facebook at uni. Good. Um, and I was scrolling down on her Facebook feed and it just said at the bottom in like 2013, liked this page called like um, Solidarity with Israel. Ah, interesting. It's <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good. Anyway, getting to the topic at hand, we're going to start with the state election. Yeah, because that's pretty soon, isn't it? Nick? Yeah. Weird that. And because some information might come out this morning, yeah, which is pertinent to our other topic. And we're hoping we can get it. Yeah, we're hoping we can snatch it. <laughs> but we're going to talk about the state election, Rob, of course. What is the date? Do you even know? I like, you know, oh. I feel like because people think McGowan's going to win, no doubt. I just no one cares. Do not know the date. I'll find that for you. <laughs> How can we both of us not know that? My <laughs> mum was like, when's the date, Nick? I was like, I have no idea. I know McGowan's already early voted, though. He did that essay with the wife. Yeah, McGowan's encouraging a lot of early voting, actually. Yeah. Saturday the 13th of March. So not this weekend, the weekend after. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. There you go. Yeah. So go out and vote. Get your democracy sausage, everyone. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Well, we don't really have to encourage people to vote. Yeah, you have to. You just have to. Yeah, you do have to. Why not? I've never voted in a state election. Me neither. Yeah. (laughs) I think. I might have voted in the 2017 one. Well, that was when you were in year 12. Would you have been 18 by then? I think I might have been, actually. If it was in, oh, like, No, November. it wasn't. Because I was playing volleyball, I remember, in high school. So, that was summer. Uh, okay. So, I think, yeah, I think you wouldn't have voted. Oh, yeah, I was really angry that I couldn't vote. Yeah. I fucking hated Colin Barnett. Remember yeah. that tub of yogurt that used to be our premier? <laughs> oh, yeah, you messed some things up towards the end. But, state election. Rob, what are the... Do you remember those two-party preferred um, polling? Oh, yeah. So, this is a key, uh, according to news poll. Uh, which is not my favourite polling source, but I, I'll take it. Uh, Labour Party is up in a two-party preferred uh, 68 to, I think, 32 or 30-something. 30 I don't know math, do I? That's, yeah, no, <laughs> 32, that's right. yeah, 32. 32. Yeah, that's that makes sense. big numbers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's huge numbers. For some reason, like, betting odds are a really good way of looking at elections. Yeah. Labour's playing dollar or two for that one. Yeah, that's, I think we've talked about that before, but the betting companies like have a financial incentive to get that really right. Yeah. So they put a lot of money into it as well. It's always Absolutely. a good way to check. And yeah, Labor paying a dollar and two cents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, yeah, so I think everyone knows that McGowan's going to win. And this is beyond the levels of like Shorten was going to win in 2019. This is like, I'll cut my arm off if McGowan doesn't win. That's how certain I am. Oh, yeah. I think sports bet will comfortably pay out anyone that's betting on labor at this point, right? Yeah, you get instant payout? Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Not after 2019, though. Jeez. No. Yeah, I remember in 2019, for those people who don't remember, sports bet paid out people who bet on labor early because, uh, yeah, thinking that labor was going to win and then they didn't. Sports bet were like, oops. Such a melt. It's all right. I think they're doing just fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they're making enough money to offset that loss yeah exactly what are the big issues though rob well what's what's mcgowan's platform what's kirk ups well it seems they're both running small target kind of platforms mcgowan's just saying we'll keep wa strong you know hard borders strong economy compared to what the rest of the world's doing yeah you know the it, it seems to be the blueprint for the covid uh election strategy and zach kirk running this weird like 
oh, it would be bad for democracy if he wins by a lot. Let's just make sure he wins by a little bit. Yeah. So Kirkup has openly admitted that he doesn't think they'll win, which is an interesting strategy. I wonder, yeah, it, it must be unprecedented. I was just thinking that. I wonder if that's ever happened before. So it's, you know, forgive us for not talking about this before, but it is a bit of a boring state election. We already know the result of this election. Yeah. It's just a matter of, I think what will be decided in this election is the 2023 or 24 election in, you know, whatever, whenever that'll be. If McGowan can secure enough of a majority here, force enough of a swing in 23, 24, 25, I don't know when it'll be. He'll win the next election based off this year's election, which will be massive for the Labor Party. Yeah, or they'll need a huge swing against Well, you them. just don't see those swings nowadays. Yeah. Really. I guess maybe maybe you don't see those swings, though, because people don't have never or will never win by this much anyway. Yeah, true. I don't know. But, like, if you get a greater than a 5% swing, I don't think you ever see more than a 5% swing in any election in recent history yeah it would definitely take a lot it's interesting i wonder if the numbers will actually be as big as they claim they are because that means that people who have probably voted liberals their whole life will vote labor yeah it's really really interesting because it's like that that thing where like only five to ten percent of voters actually change their minds at every election yeah which is weird (laughs) to think about that elections hinge on those people well it seems like i've i've spoken to a few you know long-time liberal supporters and what will be solely liberal supporters that have said they're going to vote for McGowan in this election. So it'll be very interesting to see what the results are of this election. Uh, if we can see maybe greater than the 5 to 10% of people changing their mind. Exactly. I mean, that's just quite amazing in itself, really, that uh, that could actually happen. Oh, yeah. It's, it's As a member of the Labor Party, it's absolutely fantastic that yeah. we can see this happen. Yeah. Because usually it's the other way around. Exactly. <laughs> I will pirouette Rob to some other issues. Speaking of members of the Labor Party now, just because we're members of the Labor Party doesn't mean we back or I back everything that McCowan does or says. Yeah. Because he's done some stupid stuff. Yeah, he's done some good things, but he's not infallible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, I think you're referring to the, the kind of drug, his drug yeah. rant the other night. Yeah, this is what I said the other night. That because the state borders were closed, it had this huge impact on drugs. Uh, you know, methamphetamine consumption went down by like twenty five percent or something. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely a like a correlation there. I don't think it's the causation though. But you I know? just think like who cares? And yeah, it's besides the point as well. The reason why borders were closed was because of the pandemic. It wasn't because of drugs. Yeah, and drugs will have continued to get in and will continue to get in. And it's like, yeah, I just like, an anti-drug campaign just has no appeal to me. I consider that more likely that a coalition government will do that than a Labour government. Yeah, it it seems to be a very popular po- policy though, you know. Yeah, tough on crime Still, always wins. Pretty much, election yeah. times. Yeah, just look at Queensland, any election that's happened in Queensland ever. <laughs> yeah, any election ever. <laughs> but yeah, so that was pretty stupid. And he said... It was just a, a, a blunder by him. He said that he would like look into permanently having border checks and everyone was like, wait, what did you just say? And he was like, yeah. actually, no, I didn't say that. Had to backtrack real quick. And he's just given a bit of easy fodder for the liberals, but you know, not that it'll make a huge difference. 
Yeah, it doesn't really make a difference. Did you, Nick, did you see their televised debate the other day, by chance? I didn't. Did you? No. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Shows how much we care about this. But I did see that McGowan's main attack, well, it it seems to be very attack-heavy, this campaign. Uh, McGowan's main attack is, why would anyone vote for a a person that's already considered defeat? Why would you take a risk on this young person? And, you know, the other way, it's, I think that he's, Zach Kirkup's claiming that you know, Labor will increase mining tax, right? Yeah, well, there's. I was going to talk about that as well. There's two scare campaigns that are going either way, coming from Labor, claiming that the Liberals are going to privatise Western power, just complete lie. Kirkup's never said that. Um, yeah, good. And coming from the Liberals, that WA is going to increase the mining tax or institute a mining tax, also a complete lie. Yeah. So just because this election's over doesn't mean that people will run... Scare, pa- scare campaigns and lie, right? Yeah, I mean, I just want to remind everyone again that scare campaigns are so stupid. It's crazy that that's allowed in Australian political ads. You can just straight up lie. That's really silly. And, you know, shame on Labor and Liberal for doing that. Shame on Labor especially because, like, they don't even need... I don't see why they think they need to do that. Yeah, it's so strange. I don't get it, Nick. Yeah, I mean, it happens every every federal election. And every, I guess every state election as well, but it's, I want to call it, just, it out every yeah, time. Yeah, it just seems like, a, unfortunately, a part of politics now. Lying. <laughs> yeah. Weird that. Oh, well, Nick, I don't know if we're going to get that news we wanted, unfortunately. That's, that's a real shame. But I think we're done with state election business, right? Yeah. I'm sorry if our analysis wasn't that in-depth, but this election truly is, you know, it was over before it started. I think Kirkup's really just hoping that he can at least have a chance at the next election, not even this one. Yeah. I wonder if he'll remain leader as well. Yeah, well, he was long. supposed to be their fall guy, right? So I wonder if he will. I thought he's just... I figured he would just be the interim person who could just take all the damage from this state election and then someone else would just swap out. But he I don't know why do you'd give it to your youngest... Like, why would you make your fall guy just some young fella? I think because no one wanted to do it. Surely um, you'd give it to that, like, Sean Le, whatever his name is. Sean Lestrange. Yeah. He's mate. my local member. Yeah, he's been in fucking parliament forever, right? Yeah, he has, yeah. Just give it to him. He can be the fall guy because it doesn't matter regardless. Um, Anyways, poor Kirkup. Yeah. The other thing, the other reason is that state elections, this politics in state elections doesn't particularly interest me. Which yeah. Is, it's like, it's very specific. It's about, like, we're going to build this X thing here. I'm like, well, that's nice, but I don't really um, know anything about that. It's a lot more micro than a federal politics. It uh, it must be said though, it's inc- mu- it's very important state elections. It is, yeah. Um, you know, th- these state politicians have a lot of power as shown throughout the pandemic, and often people are just like, yeah, I don't care, I'm just going to vote for the Liberals because the newspaper tells me to. And so yeah, please. Please try and Make pay attention, vote. guys. They have, yeah. yeah, control over important things. So Exactly. Um, let's turn to our topic, Rob, that we're not going to be as well informed of as people probably listening to this. Yeah, you guys will know who it is by the time you listen to this. Yeah. We'll probably know who it is by the time we finish recording this. And we also already know who it is. <laughs> but yeah, formally we'll know who it is. We're, of course, referring to the rape allegation that was made against a senior cabinet minister last week in a letter that was sent to the prime minister penny wong 
um, Sarah Hansen Young, uh, among other people. Journalists already knew about it. Some journalists knew about it for a long time, but none of them could go public. And that's why the name of this person hasn't been out. It's because a lot of tricky steps in actually making a proper allegation in print about this. Yeah. So we know, well, we don't know yet, do we? But we're not print. Uh-huh. I think we can say it. Yeah, why not? We at the Unrepresentative School podcast have strong suspicions that it'll be the current Attorney General, Christian Porter. Yeah, that this allegation is made against him. And if you want proof, just look anywhere. Look on Reddit, look on Twitter. Everyone knows. Yeah, and also it well and truly fits within his character as presented in the Four Corners investigation, etc. Yeah, once again, I'm going to turn to that Four Corners investigation and be like, why were the Liberals so critical of it at the time? Yeah, it's really come coming back to bite them that uh, the criticalness of that investigation yeah, because like, oh, it's not in the public interest because like, it is well and truly in the public interest now yeah. that it's occurring this often. Evidently, I mean that you have some of these kind of like you know toxic people, and I think Rob, we probably probably shouldn't operate on the assumption that it's true, even if we might believe that. Yeah, they are still allegations. And it's unlikely anything will ever be proven in court, to be honest, because... It was just too long ago, unfortunately. Yeah, the person who's... The person, by the way, who is claimed to be raped has now passed away. Suicide? Yeah. Unfortunately. I believe it was suicide, which is really sad. But her uh, friends have brought this forward and have really advocated to see this, make the light... Get the light of day, basically. Yeah. But the announcement you're referring to as well was um, the minister in question was supposed to speak this morning and still will. But me and Rob are recording too early to get it. <laughs> Which is crazy because in the eastern states, it's it's what, 11? It's 12.23? Yeah, it's no longer this morning. It's no longer morning. Disappointing. They're keeping us. But yeah, I mean, like, what the hell, Rob, bro, right? Like, Yeah, another sad day for the coalition, really. And they seem to be coming quicker and sadder for the coalition lately yeah i mean just after the whole higgins thing last week and the week before now they're dealing with this there's really you know no chance to get the news focusing on something positive you know when the aged care commission came out morrison was just so eager to jump on that yeah but you know no one wanted to really know much about the aged care report people all wanted to know about this yeah so nick like what what do you think is the fallout of this and What's going to occur, right? Yeah, so the so Christian Porter has basically said that he denies the allegations and that he's going to not stand down, which well, is... Yeah, he won't stand down. He'll come forward this morning. Hope, you know, this, this is all allegedly, allegedly, of course. Yeah. He'll say, deny, 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 and he won't stand down. And I think that'll be the end of it, right? Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, I think... Well, it, it remains to be seen whether or not this will be an issue that sticks in the mind of voters um, and the press in the lead up to the election this year that might happen this year. Maybe not now. We'll see. But yeah, I think he will deny, move on. I think the discussion that should be had is the changing expectations of ministers here. Yeah. In the past, if a minister was accused of something like this and something you know much less consequential as this, a lot of the times they'd step down. I think that changed around the kind of Keating Howard era. Uh, and now it seems like a minister will never step down about anything ever. No. No, in- individual ministerial accountability is dead. 
ministers apparently can just say deny anything and just you know not step down and we've seen that time and time again in this coalition government that's been going on for 10 years we've seen it with christian porter yeah himself yeah definitely the four corners investigation refused to stand down now he's going to refuse to stand down alan tudge refuses to stand down bettany higgins minister who's she again linda reynolds refuses to stand down so you know there's so much of that happening and it seems like that's the standard now which is bad yeah, it, it can't be good for democracy that we've lost individual ministerial responsibility, right? Yeah, you're leg- it's legitimizing this thing where you can just like deny and move on. Yeah, another thing that I find very worrying about this is that because a lot of ministers often have these incredibly safe seats, we don't ever see them losing their power. Yeah. So these people that have clearly done bad things are remaining in power and remaining, you know, elected officials that represent us as Australians. Which is bad. Well, it can't be good that we've got alleged rapists representing us. Yeah. I mean, yeah, God, you just think that out of the 25 million people here, there'd be someone better. Yeah, you'd hope so, right? But yeah. clearly not. And I mean, it just fits with the whole thing that me and you, Rob, get because we went to like a male private school. That's the yo. Know, that's clearly the expectation that if you're just this hell ladsy kind of guy, and we saw evidence of that in the Four Corners investigation last year about Christian Porter, you can just climb your way into the top, and it doesn't matter what kind of like behavior you have, as long as you fit into that kind of like male like boysy archetype, you can clearly get to the highest fucking office, one of the highest offices in the country. Yeah, as long as you enter the room and say boys, and you know, oh here he is, and stuff like that. Yeah. Somehow you're qualified to be Prime Minister. Yeah, which is terrible. I, th- I One thing I do want to mention is the possibility that an independent challenges Christian Porter in his seat of Pierce. So you saw that happen with Tony Abbott last year. And in Malcolm Turnbull's seat, these independent kind of small L liberals who are a bit more progressive than the conservative liberals come and challenge a incumbent liberal uh, member based yeah. on like them being really bad like based on them personally being really bad it didn't succeed a lot but it did succeed in tony abbott's seat in warringah so potentially that's something that could happen if there's a federal election this or next year i don't see it happening though nick unfortunately i think that seat i looked at it earlier actually and it's only ever been held by liberal party members you know two party preferred it was like 12 percent difference between the labor and liberal party there was no independent last time, and I just don't see it happening in a seat like Pierce, unfortunately. Assuming it is Christian Porter, we should probably not, right? Go yeah. all in on Christian well, Porter. This it could be just, someone else, right? This is all just theorizing that it is Christian. I'm basically certain that it is. But Yeah, we're pretty sure. But, you know, yeah, this is all just theorizing from a legal, from a liability perspective. Yeah. Um, we we'll cover our asses here. Yeah. The other thing about Pierce is it's rural somewhat. Um, it is somewhat rural, yes. And the those seats that the independent challenges win in are usually urban seats because yeah, smaller absolutely. liberals have a better chance to win there. So I think it is unlikely. But Rob, maybe, you know, we say that he won't stand down. Perhaps the pressure will be too much that he is forced to, basically. We'll see. Yeah. Wait a second. It's a test for Scott Morrison as well if he's going to allow Chris, Christian Porter to say, no, like I deny the allegations and I'm not going to stand down. He could be demoted to like a lower cabinet position. I don't think so though, right? The Liberal Party have had him earmarked for a long time as a future leader of the party. But I think think he can't. 
Surely he can't be a future prime minister now. I don't think so now. I think that ship has sailed, but I still think they would see him as an incredibly valuable member of their cabinet. Yeah, I just think he he's too risky for them leading to an election. I'm yeah. not sure. Because, yeah, you can imagine that kind of adds. Oh, he, I don't think he'll ever be able to be prime minister. But even you know, as a senior minister in a party that's running for election. Do people care, though? Yeah, I mean, I saw a poll by, I, I don't know who the poll was by, but it was published in The Guardian yesterday that said 70% of people believe that um, the coalition government has an issue with women and sexual assault, basically. Yeah, I think that's accepted. Will people still vote? I still think yeah. people are going to vote for him, right? It depends whether that actually features into people's voting decision, which, you know, I, yeah, I see your point. Often doesn't. Yeah, no one cares. You know, the Liberal Party would just talk about, you know, Labor's going to put an inheritance tax on. Labor's going to take your ute away. And then bang. Oh, look at that. Another f- oh, huge win. Queensland Three went all more blue. Three years. Uh, uh, all right, we're going to finish up, Rob. But yeah, I mean, keep your eyes out. Yeah, if, if we're wrong, there'll be an urgent redaction. <laughs> this podcast yeah. probably won't come out. <laughs> um, it'll be a very short podcast. Uh, but I think we, we won't be. Uh, and we'll make sure everyone's aware of the details as they unfold next week. Absolutely, Nick. I can't wait to hear those. I can't wait to record the podcast with you next week, Rob. And you know what I can't wait to do, Nick? <laughs> Shout out our socials. Exactly. <laughs> what are they again, Rob? At Unrepresented Swill on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and at Swill Podcast on Twitter. Thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, I'm about to go out and charge in this rainy weather. Good man. Um, everyone have a good week. All right. See everyone next week. <laughs>